sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am only your classic nerd. And I'm being your comic book nerd. Listen, guys, before one of you fuckers cut me off, I, got, I had to get the first word in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back into work, um, like around last week. Mm. And... You know, I work in, I'm working in South Orange County now instead of like North, I don't know if where I was working before is considered North County or just like middle. No. Yeah. Tustin's not considered North, North County? I don't think so. It is. Anything North of Irvine. Oh, is okay. It? Yeah. So I was working in North County. I right? always consider Anaheim North. Yeah, but Tustin's one city below Anaheim. I guess. Yeah. Um, anyways. Not that fucking... People here know our fucking geography. But um, anyway, South Orange County is a very fucking lavish and rich area, right? Um, so most of the customers, right, have been pretty cool. You know, like, because CDC, I don't know if it's CDC guidelines, but our company guidelines are asking people to wear masks when they come into our stores, right? Um, like, we won't serve you in the store if you're not wearing a mask. Um, most of the customers have been cool with it some of them don't have masks we provide it for them and they'll wear it they'll fucking complain while they're in the store like oh this is ridiculous you know i don't understand why i have to wear a mask but they'll wear it i got yelled at yesterday by some fucking entitled ass white dude like that's bullshit how the fuck are you not gonna let me into your store if i'm not wearing a mask Mm. i'm like well it's company company policy like i don't make it like i i can Order the, the things that you want to get ordered for you. Like, I can help you do it over your phone, and it can get shipped to you. But if you refuse to wear a mask, like, I can't let you into the store. Do a complete bitch fit. Like, just was yelling at me, telling me how this was all fake, how Bill Gates is orchestrating this whole shit. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, should have told, re- told him to go and protest. <laughs> You're like protesting's real, real popular right now. You should do that. <laughs> no, man. I mean, I mean because I think this was. I was talking this to a colleague the other day via Zoom, not in person, for the record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that is that it's it's easy when you have like a bad guy right in front of you. Yeah. Right. Like if you've got something that you can point to and go, that's the bad guy. That's easy. it's harder when the enemy is invisible Mm. and i think part of the issue is like one of the reasons like we i don't think people quite can kind of understand the fact that over a hundred thousand people are dead yes right like any other climbing climbing. any other measure you know any other type of death of that magnitude and we'd be having national mourning Mm mm-hmm how many people died during 9-11? Think about 3,500. Right? Think about uh, the commemorations that are done when we have large-scale deaths, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, we're just, we can't comprehend it. We also don't understand the fact that, like, how science seems to work. We really don't get it. So, you know, politicians have opened and have clearly opened prematurely because just today or the other day they released a report that says that Oops, there's a, now a spike in cases yeah. from states that opened too early. Mm-hmm. Texas, Texas, Georgia. Texas, Georgia, Florida, Mississippi. These states that opened a couple weeks back before, you know, 
and getting things under control. And now we're seeing a spike in cases. We're at this place where, yeah, we flatten the supposed national curve, right? Mostly because like the, the, the East Coast and the West Coast kind of got their shit together. Uh-huh. But flattening the curve means now uh, at least 800 to 1,000 deaths a day. Jesus Christ. That's not exact. That's about 20,000 almost a month. Yeah, bro. That's like one nine eleven every three days. That's not exactly an ideal situation to be in. So no. great. You flatten the curve, but you're still looking at this thing wiping out tens of thousands of people by end of summer. But, 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 Ali, let me tell you something, you lipped hard, all right? These hospitals, if you die from cancer, but you coughed before you died, they say you died from COVID. Yeah, th- this is, this is one of those things where, like, people just don't get, like, I, I, I was always remarkably shocked after, like, the 2016 election mm-hmm. about how little people understood statistics. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like it's it, like I'm not a math person by any means. That's why I'm a uh, none of us are. Yeah, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a history major, right? It's like made a career out of not yeah. doing math, and somehow you just watch these people and they didn't understand how statistics was. Like, oh, look, the New York Times said Hillary Clinton had a 99 percent chance of winning. Like, you do know that what that means, right? Like, <laughs> he could still yeah. make the shot out of 99 baskets. Could still make the one and win. Yes. Yeah. Like, Have you not I mean, watched te- Endgame? Yeah. <laughs> technically, at the end of the day, too, it's all like there's no reason why they can't. You can't make the shot twice in a row, even if it is a ninety-nine percent chance. Right? I mean, like, these people apparently, yeah. like, like you've noted, is they can understand Endgame, but they can't understand. Yeah. So that was the thing that struck me. Right? Like people didn't get that. Or like how many, how often people admitted, like, were publicly admitting. Or demonstrating, I should say, demonstrating that they didn't know the difference between predictive polling and opinion polling. Yeah. Right? Mm. Like, someone, one is just sharing your opinion. Yeah. Predictive polling is a lot messier. It's more complicated. It's about chance. Yeah. And they, they just didn't understand the role of chance in that. Mm-hmm. And now we're in that same position, right? Where once more, people who really don't have any fucking clue about how math science and numbers work so they're talking about things like oh you know you die of cancer and they mark it down as COVID. it actually turns out that it's the, the opposite that we're probably underreporting deaths yeah mm-hmm. they talked about that with the, in florida yeah because yeah. people are dying at home yeah and that's and then, not being marked so that the number is probably actually a lot higher than we realize yeah the number of people who have COVID are probably a lot higher than what we realize well that's too. because it's testing right we just don't have yeah, we. I mean, we also haven't tested healthcare workers really, right? Like, realistically, you test some healthcare workers, I guarantee you those numbers go up by a fucking shit ton. Yeah, well, we don't have enough tests, and we're not doing enough testing, so that's a, that's a problem in of itself. Uh, but yeah. yeah, we are we're at a, we are not even remotely. And I mean, when people are talking about things like the the second wave, but we're not even in a second wave. We're, we're still yeah, we haven't even ended the first wave yet. We're still in a long-ass fucking first wave. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Did you guys have to do... I, I noticed this on my Facebook timeline with some of the uh, more ignorant people on my friends list, hmm. but, like, there was a meme going around where they're talking... Well, you know, nothing's worse than someone who thinks they sound smart, mm-hmm. right? 
uh, you know, but saying stupid shit. Like one of them was somehow magically the virus can't travel farther than six feet, you know, because they were talking about, and they were like, they were, basically there was a bunch of like weird, stupid ways of them trying to sound creative about why the virus was a hoax. And what was crazy is that I had so many people who were kind of spreading this weird idea, right? About how stupid the idea of social, uh, about the fact that, about keeping six feet apart was or about how wearing a mask because you're covering your face even though your body's trying to get rid of the germs so you're keeping it you know you're keeping it around your mouth and shit like it was it was a really weird wave of like stupidity right but it Mm. was like stupid trying to sound smart yeah yeah and I'm sure you deal with it all the time, Lee, because you're in academia, right? You always, there's always that. There's always those people. Yeah, but like, people always. But I mean, as as annoying as as uh, it is when it when it comes to things like history or religion or whatnot, um, you know, it's it's you know you can just go okay, whatever. The person's a moron. Yeah, it's but another not thing when lives, they're trying to right? when they when they're sitting there talking about like medical advice. Yeah, that like, these are people who 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 couldn't fucking finish an article mm-hmm. when it comes to reading, but now have medical advice that they're going to send you on WhatsApp. Yeah, no. About how COVID nineteen isn't real. And, oh yeah, and, you know, I have um, I have a family. We have like a family WhatsApp, right? Oh God. And like all of my cousins were always like. It's really because all my cousins are around the same age, you know, where we all kind of grew up together. And it's always one of those things where it's like we all have to filter what the parents are sending through the WhatsApp group, like their articles and shit. Because they're always like, this is from uh, this is from a, you know, a WordPress website <laughs> or some shit. You know? like, there's always one of these things where I'm like, you know, you can't always trust all these uh, articles that you're reading. And I'm like, man, like it's like and I know like our parents you know, my aunts and uncles, they're not dumb people, right? Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. it's just like, it's just a different I generation. The, the generation is different. And like trusting the sources is so different now than when it was, mm-hmm. you know, when they were younger. Well, it's like, there's a problem because we, I don't think people have learned how to verify sources. You yeah. Know? It's, it's yeah. just, it's re- like, it's one of the things that I tell students. Like, look, you may forget like 99% of the shit that I teach you, but the thing you'll walk away with is a set of skills to deal with the world around you. And one of it is how to understand sources. Mm-hmm. That's what historians do. We question our sources. We, As you should. We know which sources are official and which ones aren't. And we know how biases work even in official sources, right? Yeah. No historian accepts the official record of anything. But we recognize how to read sources, even if they're 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 messy. And I don't know if, you know, it's a skill we desperately need in this kind of digital age, and not everyone has it. They just don't have it. They don't understand sourcing. The, pro- the other problem is that there's a level of sort of conspiratorial thinking that used to be very fringe mm-hmm. that has now become more and more mainstream. Um, and part of it re- results from the fact that you've kind of democratized knowledge to the point where anything and everything is acceptable. True. Right? Is you it? Can, you can believe whatever you want because that's what social media is, right? It's it's kind of like everyone's got their own personal narrative. The only problem with that is that, like, when it comes to things like public health, <laughs> I know, have, yeah. there's really like severe consequences for that. But I'm always fascinated by the people who think think it's a hoax because they're predominantly right wing, 
Right. No, not 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 always. That's what I was gonna say. So like, no, no, v- some are. Some you find. Yeah, no, a, very liberal. You know, yeah. conspiratorial thinking. But there is like in America, particularly the the peak number of people who think that COVID is a fake, and whatnot, generally overlaps with people who are Trump supporters. So the question I always have is like, who do you think the ho- who's created the hoax? And if it is a hoax, why don't you think Donald Trump would have called it out? The why globalists. is he going along with it? The yeah. deep state, Ali. Yeah, okay, but he's uh, isn't he supposed to be fighting the deep state? Like, why isn't he simply go? Oh yeah, by the way, I I figured it out. This was a lie. It was made up by the I don't know, know, the Chinese, Chinese or whatnot. But here he is going along with it. So the implicit here, the implicit understanding or the implication, I should say, is that he's a fucking moron too. Mm -hmm. Which which is it? Either he's a genius fighting against the deep state or he's a fucking moron who's been duped yeah but then they're like well he's not wearing a mask and pence isn't wearing a mask so it's fake and they know it's fake that's why they don't wear the masks but they have to do this because the deep state will get them and then the other thing is i don't want to shit on our own people right because you know like i feel bad for doing this but at the same time i've noticed like a correlation with my very like religious like religious conservative friends and conspiracy theories and i have with like my progressive and no no that's a hundred percent true then there's like a venn diagram of like conservative muslims who have jumped on the um covid is a hoax thing yeah they're very anti-trump they're very anti-trump but they're also they also i mean i've seen it all very clearly they they think the Social distancing is a fake. They think it's all made up. Like no, 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 definitely. I've definitely seen that. That's not a. That's not anecdotal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a real like overlap there. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that through uh, through your twitters and whatnot, it's or a, through your it's interactions. A, it's an example of the fact that you have people who, who, you know, don't fucking have basic knowledge of you know, medicine or politics or whatnot or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but because of the beauties of social media can have access to knowledge that makes them feel like they do. Yeah. And I always feel like there's also a certain, there's a lack of empathy there too, right? Like they can't seem to identify the fact that people, like this is creating real hardship for the world and for, you know, the, for people that may not be kind of in their immediate circles. Yeah. And the fact that it's, they don't see it. Like you well, said before, like there was a whole it... genre early on. You guys saw, see that on Twitter where people were talking about like they kept put posting before and after shots of people. People were like, "Fuck, this isn't real." Yeah. And like uh-huh. three weeks later, man, my cousin died from a COVID. And you all keep playing around with this shit. You should be staying home. <laughs> and it's like yeah, yeah. it's sad, but it's the reality is like it doesn't become real for people until they've actually lost some. Oh, some yo, check them. this out though, bro. Like here's here's my thing, right? I know people. So my dad's brother had COVID, right? And was hospitalized for COVID. Why didn't you just say uncle? Because, <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> because we're Afghan and we call everyone our uncle. Yeah, no, but like, I mean, yeah, yeah. you're yeah, okay. an American audience. Like, yeah, true. But, okay, so, <laughs> so, yeah. I like how you got to that, though. Like, I didn't even think, I didn't even make that connection. Well, it took me a that. second, too, because oh. I'm like, wait, why do you say that? Oh. Yeah. Okay, so my uncle had had covid and in new york and you know like he was in the hospital he got hospitalized 
he didn't get to the point where he needed to be intubated. He needed oxygen. He was on an oxygen tube for or like a nasal passage for a week, right? So we experienced it in our family. Literally, mm-hmm. two weeks after my uncle recovered, one of my other cousins, not his kid, but one of my other cousins, was sending us videos about how COVID is fake. And I'm like, dude, our uncle was just hospitalized. And what did he say? He's like, no, no, but you got to listen. Like, some of it is real, but not all of it is real. Oh, like, God, shut the fuck up. I'm like, wait, wait, hold on, bro. Like, you realize that the doctor, this Dr. Rashid Buttar guy that you're, you're sending videos of. Was that an actual name? Yeah, the guy's name is Dr. Rashid Buttar, right? He was one of the guys, like, that was, he was on that own network talking about how COVID is, like, a hoax and shit. Uh, yeah. What is he, like, a chiropractor? Uh, he's a, um osteopath, uh. which is basically the same shit. It, it's like fucking new age weird medicine. That's so like, always the chiropractors. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like he he's he's a licensed physician, but he's an osteopath, which is like pseudoscience medicine that people don't believe in. And real doctors are like, this is bullshit. Um, and he's nearly got his license taken away because he was spreading all this anti-vaxxing stuff. And then I think he's going to lose his license because of all this COVID stuff. And I'm like, dude, like. Look at the history of this guy and then, like, come and talk to me. And then he sent a video of, like, those two urgent care doctors who weren't even doctors. They just owned an urgent care. And I'm like, bro, you literally saw, like, your your uncle but, almost die because of this shit. But we've talked about this before. It's like the, the overabundance of the availability of information has made it so that you can choose what you want to believe. Right, infoglut. You choose your yeah, the infoglut. Very good. You're listening. What Mark Androjevic calls the infoglut. It's like mm-hmm. it's like you get to choose your own facts now, right? And again, mm-hmm. we're now living through the consequence of why that's a bad thing. Early on, we're like, all right, this isn't good, but we can live with it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it looks bad. I mean, it means like us historians have to work a little bit harder to correct some bullshit. Yeah, but then yeah. we started to see that like the political consequences of it is like, oh shit, people start living in their alternative worlds. Really? Yeah, start I talking mean, about alternative facts and shit, like Kevin yeah. Conaway did, right? It's like, all right, so that's not good. <laughs> and now we're like, oh, now when it like when a you know, what is it? The pedal hits the metal or some shit. What's the phrase? Shit hits the fan. No, not shit. It's like big. Gas hits the pedal. I don't know. Whatever it foot is, hits the pedal. The foot hits the pedal. The pedal hits the metal. Something says someone. Somebody. Something gets hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when something gets hit, right? Like, especially when it comes to something like a public health emergency. Like, oh, maybe you being able to choose your own fact is not a good thing. Yeah, right? yeah. It leads to this moment in which you have half the states taking something seriously, the other half not taking it seriously, and then when the fucking curve should be flattening, we're seeing spikes in the states that didn't take it seriously. Oh, it actually leads to people dying. Oops. Yeah. Right? But then it's made even more complicated the fact that like that consequence should wake people up. Right? right? Your your uncle gone to the hospital should have been a rude awakening for everyone in your family who thought that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But because this is an invisible foe, yeah. it's easy to kind of go, oh, eh. Yeah. yeah. He's out of the hospital. I think that, yeah, being in denial is so much easier 
with this than it is with something that like you can't really yeah you can't really see and it's i think it's you know it's not exactly the same but i always think it's important to be like i can understand a lot of people who have like mental health issues yeah who right. also don't get taken seriously because yeah, you can't see their sickness yeah you know that's a that's a phenomenal analogy right yeah so if someone breaks their leg and then they've stitched it up you're like oh shit right yeah. i see the cast if someone's like, I'm in therapy, you say, oh, what? I was about to say, bro, who the fuck fixes a broken leg with stitches, man? What kind of doctors best, do you right? go to? Yeah, the, only the best. Yeah. <laughs> to osteopaths. osteopaths. <laughs> That's who I go to. Full circle, bro. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. You see that? That's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> so, you know, like, you see a cast and you go, oh, shit, right? Yeah, that motherfucker hurt. That hurt. Let me sign that, right? But someone's like, I'm in therapy. Like, what for? You're faking it. Right? Just smoke some weed, bro. You'll be right? fine. I mean, how many times have people talked about depression that way? Just mm. pick yourself up. Yeah, man. Just do something you enjoy. They do do it. Understand the invisible component. You're like, I think the mental health comparison is probably the best comparison we've had tonight. Right? Yes, like, very apt. V. Very apt. Like, apt. Because you can't see it, it's not taken seriously. Uh, yeah. It's not yeah. real, right? It's yeah. not a real injury. Visible. And yet illness. we know. Holy shit. That that mental health can be sometimes far worse than anything physical. And when you're yeah. going through something like cancer, like they could really tell you, like it's gonna come down to your your like your your brain. That's mm-hmm. it. It's like we'll try everything for you. We'll put mm-hmm. you on chemo. We'll give you radiation. We'll give you the best drugs in the world. But if your mental health isn't in the right place, you're not gonna survive this thing. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, guys, luckily, though, this is the only problem, the only problem we have to deal with in this country right now. It's not like you there's know? a global <laughs> uprising against yeah, racial right. inequality going on, or our, you know, healthcare system, political system collapsing yeah. in around us, or maybe record number, <laughs> record job losses since the Great Depression, or officially being in a Great Recession. You guys hear about this, right? Mm-hmm. Since February, apparently. So, like, economists got together and finally, like, oh, by the way, since February, before COVID even became a thing, before we started shutting down and social distancing, in February, we had formally entered into a recession. We're in a recession right now, by the way. You're uh, welcome. More marvelous. Have we not been in a recession? No, no, no. The Obama era got yeah. us out of a recession. Uh, oh, yeah, shit. and then we, and then they've been kind of the administration is kind of riding on the coattails, saying that everything has been building since yeah. the beginning of the Trump administration. Yeah, when in actuality everything was going to shit again. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That that tax cut is what really did it. I think it's like people warned like that tax is like holy shit, it's going to give us a Trump recession, recession. It's going to give us a Trump recession, and it did starting February. That's when it was. We were like, oh, that's the slump. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. You know, there's not a whole lot else to worry no, about, I fellas. Mean, other than that, yeah. 2020 has been pretty uh We're doing okay. Chill. You know, <laughs> and I have to tell you, I have to share a little bit of positivity, right? Because I have been staying at home and not doing anything, and it's not at all depressing oh, or hard on me and mentally. And when we think What's positivity, new? we yeah. think V-Tran. Absolutely. <laughs> and I have to tell you, you know, I, I found, I found, uh, you know, I know we, we had a discussion about this a couple weeks ago, but you guys just heard, uh, you know, our episode on distractions. Mm, I think that we just released a couple days ago. Oh, yes. Right? And I found a new... I'm sorry, Leo. I found a new distraction. Porn. Unfortunately, yeah. No, no. That was not a new one. Oh. Um, Man, I have been binging on on fucking Queer Eye on Netflix. 
And I got to tell you, man, this show, I absolutely the love. The show where they make over dudes? Well, they no, it's see the new queer eye on Netflix now. It's it's like it's not just guys. It's them. It's like them making over uh, you know, the men, women, everyone. Like they're just like Versus... random people. Oh, it's not called Queer Eye for the straight guy anymore. It's just no, called it's, Queer it's Eye. It's just called Queer Eye. You know, it's uh, these it's these five brand well, new. Well, I haven't been paying. I didn't pay. I don't know anything about this new. I only know the one that our generation grew up with. Okay, so yeah, Queer Eye for the straight guy in the early two thousands, right? Yeah. That one was a little bit. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was only straight men, and then the new one on Netflix. Makeovers. They kind of make over, and they do like it's like they do a lot of different people. Mm. Right. I don't know anything about this one. All I know is I've, I've just seen a couple interviews where they like interview about political shit, and they always say something like, remarkably stupid. There's a guy uh, named Tan on there. I know. Yeah, him. I think there was one where like, they were talking about Ber- they were talking shit about like Bernie Sanders is like dress style or some shit. Well, okay. there was it was one. It wasn't a little rough because there's one guy on there named Karamo. He was on Real World Philadelphia, I think, in like 2004 or some shit. Oh, I know you him. Know? And he's, uh, you know, they he kind of got under fire because, you know, they they were asking him about, you know, uh, 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 I think about Black Lives Matter, about, you know, some like racial injustice stuff. Mm-hmm. And he had such like a uh, his response was like too. I'd say it was like it was it was him trying to be too, uh, I guess, ameliorating, you know, to like the other side that it almost like it, it, it made him it made him sound a lot like. Uh, like he was kind of, you know, he was trying to please white people, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, he got him into trouble. And uh, you know, we're seeing that he's with, uh, yeah, he yeah. is Karamo is, yeah, yeah. And um, it's crazy because like I think we're we're seeing Terry Crews is on this weird thing now. Where everyone hates him now too, which is, which is crazy for me. Yeah, he brought up like, black supremacy or some shit. Yeah, yeah, it was talking about black supremacy. Dude look, went I've, nuts. Yeah. Look, y'all, I've said this before. I'm gonna say it again. It was a mistake. Absolute fucking mistake to make actors into public figures and celebrities. Yeah. I mean, like, Twitter really, really did a lot. The, to... who, who was it that said, who the fuck wants to hear what Ja Rule has said? Was it, was it Dave Chappelle? Chappelle. Yeah. Chappelle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the man's prescient, right? It's like, he's right about this. Yeah. I, don't, you know, I don't fucking need to hear Ja Rule's opinion about what's going on right now in the yeah. world i think this tweeted something about that like a couple of days ago didn't he it's like i really yes. don't need to know i mean look i want us to enjoy entertainment and it's great and have you know have your favorite actor but let's i really would love to see celebrity culture die for this very reason right yeah. it's like i really don't fucking care what these people think about politics one because they're they're not experts. And two, nine times out of ten, they have a shit opinion. Yeah, it's true. Right? I it's mean, like if you if you ask a trained fucking, you know, I don't know, raccoon, its opinion, what do you think is going to happen? These people are trained fucking circus animals. That's what they are. Mm. They, they're, they're actors. They're not fucking political scientists. Why do I care yeah. what fucking, you know... Well, I want to, you know, the girl I put out from there, Resident Evil thinks about Resident Evil racial injustice or some shit. Mila Jovovich? Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. I just, I just thought of a random. I couldn't think of a celebrity name to be honest, but actually, oh, like, wow. that's why I went. <laughs> Good for you, Ali. Yeah, you went, you went early two thousands. Um, so I, you know what's, it's crazy is that I, I, space. I, there's an actual episode where they actually make over. Uh, a cop from Atlanta, Georgia, I think, and he's like a Trump supporter, and like they ask him about it, <laughs> oh, God. you know, and it's like it's 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 just it's crazy. Um, 
how different the show is from the early 2000s ones but they you know they they actually bring up those things they you know they talk to a uh uh, uh you know, evangelical christian they make over evangelical christian guy and ask him about you know about his views on on things like gay marriage right there so this one's always a, end like on a moment it's like oh we can at least get along or some bullshit like everything that. it's always you know there's always a very much to, a, to a each his own quality and, about uh, the whole thing right yeah. like you know and i think one of the things that you bring up uh i think you always kind of bring up whenever we talk about celebrity is that it's like these people become millionaires under the under the system right yeah. whether whether or not they say you know that they're for black lives matter or they're for this and that we just saw these celebrities talk about their white privilege you know in that weird black and white video on twitter oh right? god oh my god yeah what, right what, but what was that seriously tone deaf tone deaf again at the end of the day though it's like they made so much money off of the system right it didn't yeah. hurt them at all and it certainly you know it certainly didn't do anything to you know it 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 doesn't hurt their position at all to say those things but it yeah. certainly doesn't they haven't like how many of them have actually done anything oh, yeah. really truly this, this to goes contribute back to, um, you know i had an i had i didn't have an argument but a disagreement with a friend of mine uh who she was like very uh, all about uh oh, what the hell is her name the actress from um, star wars Easy ridley no, Phantom Menace. Oh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. I was thinking the fucking historian Natalie Zeman Davis. I'm like, it's definitely not her. Oh yeah, well I get that. I get that confused all yeah. the time. It was, it was the only Natalie that was coming to my mind. Was Me Natalie and Diz Zeman just Davis. swapped that yeah. randomly in conversation. Historian, but anyway, yeah. okay. So it was Natalie Portman, right? It's like during the Times Up thing, she she kind of came to the forefront about calling out the fact that that uh, a lot of the nominees for director, for example, were all male. Mm-hmm. Totally right, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, then the year after, she showed up to the, like, the, that's what she became famous for. Like, that's what she did. Oh, look to what she did. She called out, you know, all these nominees are men and the winners are men. It's like, all right, right, good for her, right? Yes. Next year round, she shows up and she's wearing this, like, fucking million dollar dress oh. that has the name of female directors embroidered on it. Mm. So my friend, who was like, oh, this is a great gesture and look, look, she's, look how much money she put into it. Now, first of all. I'm always very uh, like inherently mistrustful of like those kind of overtly symbolic gestures with like nothing else, right? Yeah, and, yeah. But I'm also no like, stake, right? Yeah, yeah I'm not one of those like overly <coughs> cops woke, taking like, knees with protesters. Yeah, I'm not that one of those overly woke where I'm like everything's performative, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The, there is a role for the performative. The symbolic matters sometimes, mm. right? Like, okay. So, but you know, I kind of grumble her, oh, whatever. She's still it's a million dollar dress. She could have donated like under my breath. I know, really. But yeah. then someone pointed out, which I had no idea, was like she owns a production company. So if mm. she wanted more female directors, she could have just hired more female directors. Mm. Yeah. Apparently, in the history of the, her production company, they've only used one female director. Ah, uh, yes. So Diversity, was, my this friend. This is the thing that I'm talking about, right? It's like these actors. Even when they are very clearly intent on on being engaged in the political process, and by all means, they're private citizens, they have every right to, right? But it's like, not only are they uninformed about, like, the most basic stuff, not all of them, right? Some of them are very smart. The majority Mm -hmm. of them are fucking dumb as doornails. Yes. Right? Big facts. Have any of you actually heard celebrities speak? Yeah, let's be real. Stop being nice. These people are fucking morons. Yeah, with right. a, with few exceptions. With few, with a few exceptions, there's some that are really brilliant, but they're fucking trained ponies. 
Yeah. And it's really at the end of the day, right? Like you're uh it's like they talk about how like, you know, Jimi Hendrix was a fucking genius on the guitar, but if you ever actually heard the man like talk on an interview, you know, you're like, this is the dumbest motherfucker alive, right? Like, yeah, I think like, I heard the, something like, this is yeah. this is the reality of this. There's a lot of them are like this, right? They're they're just they're they're trained monkeys. Yeah, they know I, how to sad. do good tricks. They're, it's cute, but it's like you're not gonna ask them to perform surgery. Yeah, it's hard when I you know when I found out Donald Glover gave money to Andrew Yang. You they're know, not, they're not it, smart. It hurt me. Yeah, did it really? Yeah, they're just really surprised by that. And then add to the fact that they're not they're not particularly smart but then too they're invested in the systems that have helped them become famous and popular true so yeah great people talk about hollywood being liberal hollywood isn't liberal actors are liberal Mm -hmm. hollywood is really fucking conservative and Mm -hmm. the actors are comfortable with that if they weren't they wouldn't be they wouldn't profit off of this if they really cared about it they wouldn't be in the industry that they were in yeah right their politics would keep them from being as successful as they currently are yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Right? I mean, how because, is it that people still work with Woody Allen? Yeah, right. They put their you know, money like, where yeah. their mouth is, but they don't because yeah. they benefit from the system. It does help them out. So how many times when they they put out these like things where they're like they're rec- they're confessing to their own privilege? It's like, yeah, but how many times did you you know look past the fact that there were no black people on fucking set? Yeah, that your black colleague was making less than you. How many times because you knew it was going to benefit you. Yeah. How many mm-hmm. times did you decide that Asian people shouldn't be playing Asian roles in movies? Yeah. Uh, how many you times know? did you fucking <laughs> yeah. decide to, you, know, you uh, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> going to play? I mean, yeah. She encompasses all of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, it's like, come on, right? How many, t- how many of you, how many times have you participated in that, right? So, like, this is why uh, I'm a big believer. Is like, like, I'm not saying actors need to go away in any way she performed that's the but I'm, i do believe as public figures and as fucking celebrities it's gotta stop mm-hmm. it really has to stop i mean if we have a fucking reality tv d-list reality tv yeah. as a president right it's like there's there's consequences for making these people more important than they should have been yeah uh-huh yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're, we're I, I, I'm, it. I'm not just being a curmudgeon about this, but I'm just like genuinely sincere. Like this was a this was a mistake we made. We yeah. made them more important than they are. They're great on the screen. They're but like the oh, like we really overinflated how important that should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can appreciate them for what they're good at, yeah, right? right? But you shouldn't appreciate them for anything else. It's like nobody's the sitting there yeah. like doctors, right? Like yeah. God, they're amazing at at what they do. Yeah. But you're not fucking asking them for NASCAR analysis, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Seriously. Yeah. Experts elsewhere. Hell, we know how stupid doctors can be in other things. Ben Carson. Right? Have you ever spoken to doctors about anything? They think they know everything about everything and they don't? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right? true. If yeah. doctors, highly educated people, are that bad, who do you think the fucking high school dropout that's like been fucking snorting coke since they were 13? Jeez. Jesus Christ! You think that guy's gonna be the expert in fucking political party al- realignment? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on, let's bring on Lindsay Lohan, right? Wow, it's like, you know the early two thousands reference. You, I, I'm stuck in the early. I don't know anything what's going on in the two thousand tens. V. Come we're in the twenties. We're in the two thousand twenties. It's a it's a complete blank for me. 
Last thing, <laughs> the last thing I remember was the the Chappelle show. Fucking... <laughs> See, my memory is like I'm in a moment of like fugue state right now. I can't remember anything. At least asking whatever happened to Avril Lavigne. Yeah, yeah no, really. She was a she was a girl. She was a yeah. good one. What yeah. happened to the Avril? No, nah, she married that dude from Nickelback. Yeah, Chad so Kroger. It's a, it's been that good, like, yeah. You're in this moment of political crisis. It's like bring yeah. on Lindsay Lohan. Let's ask her thoughts about the Muslim ban. Yeah. She's a she converted to Islam for she like a week. She didn't convert to Islam, but it's like you know what I mean. It's like, I saw it in a tabloid once. It's like, come on, like I don't need to know her opinion on the Muslim ban because chances are it's going to be really dumb. Yeah. yeah. Somehow to- though, Ali knows every single person that that knelt at Mecca three thousand years ago. But you know he can't he can't tell you any celebrities <laughs> who have performed in the past year. You know so, why? Because I only remember things that matter. <laughs> this man said I he could have. name every single person who knelt in Mecca three thousand years. I couldn't. Ago. I can't. I might look. My brain has only so much space. It does. It's just a reality of it. It's a finite resource. There's no way in hell I'm wasting brain cells trying to remember who the fuck played the Super Bowl two years ago. It was a don't t- don't tell me. Maroon it's not, Five. I'm not. It's not even literally. It'll go in one ear and out the other. There's no point in telling me. It's all right. That's what he keeps you around for, though, Diz, because like you're supposed to be the one who knows that stuff. I got Wikipedia. I don't need to know this shit. I can Google it. Mm, that's true. That's true. I mean, but you know, find I out if Avril Lavigne's married to who the fuck did you say she was married to? Chad Kroger. There, I could have Googled that. <laughs> you didn't need to. Me and V told you. <laughs> Where your Wikipedia? I had to ask Jeeves it. <laughs> Keeping early early two thousands, late nineties references in that's the theme the running theme. Whatever happened to Jeeves? I was I was in my mind I imagined he retired. He did. He uh he now he owns it. a plantation outside of uh oh. somewhere. Well, oh, ruined my fucking fantasy. Yeah, what the hell's the matter with you? No, I thought he was retired to a nice little country home. No, man, Jeeves was a racist, bro. You know, actually, I'm not surprised by that, though, right? Because, number one, it's all like, you know, you looked at that bald bastard in his suit. He looked like he was a racist, okay? Who you calling a bald bastard in a suit? (laughs) Watch your fucking mouth, V. I wasn't talking about (laughs) you. <laughs> you said that with a little too much. You said it with too much of your chest. There you had too, too much, much gumption, son. Wait, 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 wait. You are on the other side of the country. You don't know, you know how I said it. You're really. a little too. Uh, distance has made you brave, my friend. <laughs> Put a little bit too much English behind it, apparently, according to you. Um, what the hell was I talking about? You started Jeeves. Jeeves yeah, being oh, a bald yeah, bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you know these internet companies, man. You know, I think we, we've known this before because, you know, we've always, you know, somehow Ali has somehow managed to make us all very suspicious of anyone who does anything online ever, despite the fact that we're always connected. Good. Right. But I have to tell you, man, like we've been going through this crazy reckoning, you know, since uh, since everything's been going on with the protests and everything. Right. You know, we've noticed this like big influx of a lot of white CEOs stepping down from like these Internet companies. Right. Yeah. It's been kind of nice. Yeah, you know, I'm no, I'm I'm all about it, man. You know, I'm like, remember that? Uh, what was that board game? Was it uh, Guess Who or whatever it was, where you had to like describe yeah. people? Oh, yeah. Right. It was the same thing. You know, it was it was basically for me. It's almost the same thing where it's like I could be like, oh, well, guess who? But they all happen to be like white millennial 
tech people. So it's like you can literally win the game in like one fell swoop, right? Yeah. Who would have guessed it? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have so, sunk it? Man, for me, though, man, you know, it's like you don't understand, like, you know, I'm a big food guy. So, uh, you know, I, I've been following along, you know, kind of food culture online. Yeah. And man, like if you guys if you guys remember a couple years ago, we did a we did a, an episode on Bon Appetit. That the one where the fucking white guy tried to tell Vietnamese people how to eat yeah, up. Yeah, so Bon Appetit did that thing a couple yeah. years ago, right? Where they were but talking about they've really the new captured ramen. captured the internet's heart. Yeah, I mean they, you know, they've uh, they've done a lot since then. That was like four years ago, right? But they were yeah. trying to tell me. Uh, you know, a Vietnamese American. How I'm supposed to eat my pho from some white guy from Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah. what was his name? Um, Phil something Aiken, I think something Aiken. I don't remember, but he's from a place called Stock in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, it's like you know they kind of came out with their own kind of sp- personal little like you know we'll do better from now on. And uh, I got news for you guys. They kind of really didn't do any better at all. In fact, um, <laughs> I got news. You know, they didn't do better. Yeah, uh, big shocker. I know, right? That a uh, you know that the the company like this just, uh, said that they're going to do something, and they just ended up not doing it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, so their their CEO Adam Rapport actually just stepped down a couple of days ago, and it was mm-hmm. a result of a combination of a couple things, right? But what kind of sparked the flame here is that, you know, a photo of him kind of resurfaced on Twitter from 2013 where he basically brown faced. Right. He was it was him. I think his wife were like dressed up as like Puerto Rican New Yorkers for like a costume party or something. Right. So that's uh, that's never a good thing. Um, It's interesting, too, because like, um, so Bona Petit, you know, came onto the surface as part of those kind of the. the weird emergence of food internet. Mm, yeah. It's tasty. It's, it's actually part of the oldest part of blogging. Yeah, food right? porn. Food blogging. Yeah. Probably the oldest component of it. But out of that sprung, like, the sort of tasty, bon appetit, this whole yeah. kind of genre. Foodie insider. Video. Yeah. yeah. Like, Binging yeah. with Bobbish. Bon appetit became really popular because it started to do really high-quality videos, uh, unlike sort of tasty, which were kind of, like, fast-paced and always, like, what the fuck recipe did you just show me? Right? Like, yeah, yeah. Bon Appetit really kind of went, they had the Bon Appetit test kitchen, right? Yeah. But they also, they built on the sort of YouTube model by centering personalities. Mm-hmm. And so like Bon Appetit, particularly I'd say in the past year and a half, it's just kind of exploded and there's been like massive focus on the Bon Appetit chefs, like uh, Claire uh, Saffitz, right? Half Sour Claire. People love her. They die for Claire mm-hmm. online. Uh, that's gourmet chef tries to make, you know, gourmet Skittles. Yeah, you know, yeah. Whatnot. She's she's the one that does those videos. They make they make like eight million views. Oh, I've seen them. Yeah, she does it half sour. They call her Claire half sour because she has like little streaks of gray in her hair, and it's also her nickname. She's grown up with like Claire half Saffitz, I think is her name. People like love. She's like the internet's. Like soul, they love her. Like okay. Brad, all these people from Bon Appetit, very popular, hugely popular. But Adam, the guy who got, it was this, it was originally at GQ, right? V, if I remember yeah. correctly, he was originally at GQ, but they brought him over as like head editor or editor in chief of Bon Appetit, and everyone has always been like Adam. There's always been like kind of a weird funky energy with Adam. Yeah, like, on any video, he always came off as kind of the asshole. 
Yeah, he has. Uh, I think for him, it's always there's that like Northern Californian arrogant. Yeah, you know, like there's really like that. He's kind of like Berkeley trash. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to. De- I don't know how to describe it, but I think you kind of understand what I'm talking. Yeah, no, no, about, no, right? like, exactly what you like exactly. But yeah, he, yeah. He was, so I wasn't surprised when this whole thing went down. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, of it's course. like of course it's been. He literally came on in 2010, so it's been a decade. Yeah, that he was a part of Bon Appetit, and the yeah. thing about things like Bon Appetit is that you know these kind of websites, what they end up doing is they end up becoming kind of transmitters of culture, yeah, right? Because so. for me, I look at things like Food Beast, I look at things like Bon Appetit, and you know, I Foodie Insider, and, and I don't always agree with what they do, but at the end of the day, that's a lot of times how I end up connecting with other people is through the, yeah. is through them talking about food. Yeah. The problem with Bon Appetit is that, and and it's coming out even more as the days are going on, and we're noticing it more because people who used to work there are beginning to kind of come come forward and talk about it, right? Yeah. But they're looking at food internationally from a purely a Western white point of view. Yeah, well, you know? this, this all kind of started because of the fact that a Puerto Rican uh, writer had pitched something to them. Yeah, and it was rejected. And then they end up doing it anyways, just without the Puerto Rican writer. Yeah. And I mean, you saw, I mean, we're seeing this a lot with some other companies too. Like, I think there's that, there's that clothing company, uh, Dolls Kill, right? Yeah, they're yeah, talking, yeah. I mean, I mean, they have, they have, I mean, she, the lady just came out with some weird public apology, but like for the past over a year, yeah. she's been, you know, people have been talking about how they've been stealing designs, how they've been racist, how they've, you know, kind of uh, how they've discriminated against people who were in a wheelchair, right? Like yeah. models who were in wheelchairs, disabled yeah. people, like all sorts of stuff. Right. And the thing about about Adam Rappaport and the thing is, is like, you know, it top down. Everyone's talking about the toxic work environment. This is a supposed to be a, a magazine about culture and about travel. It's supposed to, you know, get give people an opportunity who aren't able to go out outside of the country or are able yeah. to try things from other regions of the U.S. or wherever yeah, a yeah. chance to just at the very least experience something outside of what they've already known. Right. Yeah. And what kills me about that is the fact that it had to go through a filter of a guy like Adam Rappaport before it became accessible to anyone else. Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing is like these places are, are sites in which culture is produced. Right. The problem yeah. is that when you have a market driven production of culture, it's going to always be exploitative. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's it's measure of success is is. Not exposure. It's not education. It's not information. It's clicks. Yeah, yeah. And, and I that's think that's why that it matters. It was so easy for them to say things like "fa" is the new ramen. Yeah, right? now, absolutely it, right. So, because for them, it isn't about the culture. It's not about Vietnamese culture. It's about what the market is driving, and the market wanted clicks. The market needed clicks, so they're going to always do. They're going to treat things like food, like the latest season. And, and yeah, they've toned it down on, like, the newer Bon Appetit videos, like Bon Appetit, you know, gourmet chef, or pastry chef tries to make gourmet whatever, right? Yeah, And yeah. people love it, and they've kind of forgotten all that, but it, it is kind of hard to watch sometimes going, oh, shit, some of these other videos, they're very clearly appropriating culture or whatnot, but it's mm-hmm. always some chef who has no cultural background there. Yeah, I mean, they had no problem doing that. And what annoyed me about that whole thing is the fact that, like, there was, subconsciously for me, there was a point where they kind of went, Vietnamese culture isn't good enough for food, so we have to connect it with something that the mainstream audience would understand better. Oh, yes, right? That's ramen. a completely different other culture. 
Yeah. Right? Japanese, Vietnamese, same thing. Yeah, you know, they're all yellow. They all have slanted eyes. You know, we probably bombed them at one point. Oh, Jesus. You know, like, it's literally, you know, and, and but it's, am I wrong in this situation? Cause no, like, no. no. You know, no, the, the, but see, that's the thing. You can take this cuisine and market it. And that's what it does, right? So, like, this is why I'm always hesitant about these big corporations that put out these statements. Like, great, Adam Rappaport stepped down, right? But it's like, Adam Rappaport is just one asshole. Yeah, the mm-hmm. structure itself is a problem. It markets cultures, and you can go well. They're exposing people to stuff, but they're exposing people in a way that is fundamentally exploitative. They not only exploit the culture, but then also the people involved. So, like part of the the issue here is like at the same time this is going on, one of the Bon Appetit people, uh, Sohala, on Instagram called out the fact that she was uh, making fifty k a year, uh, which was like half what her colleagues were making yeah yeah and she was not getting paid for any video appearances yeah yeah and so people put a compilation of her of how many times she showed up in videos where she's literally the only competent person like she's Mm. she's explaining she's a person a woman of color was literally explaining to white people about like okay that's not how you temper chocolate well that's not how you do this it's like she's literally doing like like literally the most informed person there but she's not even making half of everyone else's and people people also other minorities that were working for the company talk about how they get kind of carted in front to show diversity but really at the end of the day like when it comes to things like pay or, you know, or like having an actual yeah. say in what goes on in the website, they're completely forgotten. Well, this about. is what Sohila pointed out. I was like, you guys tout me out in front of the videos for diversity's sake, but I don't yeah. get paid for those videos. And she's like, you know, this is an example of the fact that, great, you can talk about how you're doing multicultural cuisine. You can remove Adam Rappaport and whatnot. But if you're paying your, you know, employees of color less than you are paying your, your white employees, then that's the problem. Right, like that's what we're talking. That is structural inequality. Mm, yeah. It doesn't matter what statement you put out. Faux diversity, faux, like wokeness. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, a yeah. thing, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even the vice. I think the vice president stepped down too. Yeah, but yeah. I will say, as 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 much as it's like, you know, it doesn't change too much. There is a nice like people stepping down is kind of. Oh, I thought the dude from every, every time I wake up and I see one of those news, oh, I say it's gonna be a good day. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like having it's like having a nice breakfast. Yeah, you know, when you wake up, oh, yeah. that's good. I just well, have a little bit of great. Other people today. look at the you know the stocks rising. Oh, it's gonna be a good day today, Karen. Yeah. I see a CEO <laughs> stepping down. Hmm, lovely day today, Belfast. Well, I mean, the dude from Reddit stepped down and asked for a person of color to take his spot. Yeah, I did see that. That like that was kind of cool. Per- eh, performative maybe, but it's still kind of cool. It's Reddit. It's like asking someone to be the the head of trash. Yeah. <laughs> It's messed up, man. Hey, we need sanitation people. Yeah, yeah, it's true, man. You hater. You know, I mean, speaking of kind of trash people, you know, there's also, I mean, there's trash workouts also in the <laughs> form of CrossFit. You know, if you want to sit there and uh, herniate yourself by doing a bunch of sloppy sit-ups and or, you know, deadlifts or whatever, right? There's that dude, um, uh, Greg Glassman, you know, who was kind of like the head of CrossFit. He just yeah. stepped down. Uh, you know, because he made complete, I mean, he made a complete ass of himself, but he was already kind of a dick anyway. You're talking yeah. about how, like, he made some offhanded comment about, about, you know, Floyd, he called, you know, Floyd 19 because of the protests and shit. Oh, On top of the fact that he, uh, you know, there was, I think there was a recording of him during like a company call 
where he basically kind of talked about, you know, how it's like how uh, they're not, you know, like they're, they're not going to be mourning for George Floyd's death. Like there was a whole thing. He's had a history of like. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't expect anything. I don't expect any less from a guy who created CrossFit or, you know, who did industrialized <laughs> yeah, CrossFit, rare. right? Like, yeah, no, he's he's always been like. He's like his politics has always been fucking shit, obviously, right? Yeah. Can can we make a Venn diagram of uh, douchebags? But he's definitely and, been a, he's a, like Trump light. He's always been. That's always been him. But the problem with the the glass him stepping down, he's not actually relinquishing any control of the company. Yeah, yeah. he's just a lot stepping of it's down symbolic. as the figurehead, the yeah. public face of it. Is that like what he, Papa John did? This is what you know what it is. This is the revenge of Papa John, right? Yeah. This is what he meant. There would be the a reckoning. reckoning. Yeah. You remember His... that? We all laughed at him a few year, a few months ago. Yeah. He showed up. What was it? It was, it was 30 pizzas a day or some shit or 30 pizzas 30, a month. Yeah. Yeah. 40 pizzas a month or some shit. Like he was, he said he was like dripping grease, right? He was. <laughs> He's like, he showed up. He's like, mark my words. There's going to be a reckoning. We all thought he was fucking just loony batoons, right? That's true. Papa John here created we COVID. Know, the revenge of Papa John's is like, He's taking down all. He's like, if I'm gonna go down, because I can't say the N word anymore, <laughs> I'm gonna take down all the racist CEOs with me. Oh man, yeah, you can just tell. Like he's sitting there in his lab. You know, he's he's wiping all that garlic flavored sweat from. He his made a fucking, fucking pizza dough voodoo doll out of these people. Yeah, just Parmesan <laughs> encrusted fingers. He's been dipping you know? them in in hot, hot garlic butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just been getting all sorts of fucked up. Yo, I didn't know. I didn't know CrossFit was owned by one guy. I thought it was just a type of exercise that random other I white know, people it did. A, it was a genius fucking scam. I'm gonna open up an empty building and throw some rope and some balls in there. Yeah, really. <laughs> this thing literally really low maintenance, and you make a shit ton of money. Because, you know what you know? he did? He he like he bought like whatever equipment was left at an old twenty four hour fitness and decided yeah. to make a whole fucking workout system around whatever yeah. equipment was left. God damn, bro! Battle it's, ropes it's, and if fucking you've ever tires. Into a CrossFit gym, it's like it's really low maintenance. Super low maintenance. Super low maintenance. But I mean, you don't even need like the people there that train you aren't necessarily actually no, like none of them are like, trained. But then like, you, they're not you know, you make a shit ton of money from people because you know. It's, it's, a cult America. it's America. Everyone yeah. wants to pay $200 to walk into an empty warehouse so that they can do fucking squats that they could do at home. Yeah. Look, man, there's two type of people who won't ever shut up about the things they do. Vegans and CrossFit, if a vegan, people. And CrossFit people. They'll no, tell it's you. It's true. Ten seconds in, I do CrossFit. So I don't yeah. know, fuck. We were well, talking about I'm on a plant meltdown of the economy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, me as a CrossFitter, I thought I should tell you. Um, speaking of CrossFit. There's a lot of CrossFit done on one of my favorite shows on MTV, which I lead. Don't make fun of me, but I'm a fan of The Challenge, oh my God. formerly that, known as the Real World Road Rules Challenge. That was God. a hell of a transition. <laughs> They're doing Could CrossFit on the... Could you be any more of a disappointment? Look, man, I started watching The Real World when I was a kid with uh, our older cousin, and ever since then I got hooked to The Real World, so... And then naturally they start doing the challenge, so I started watching that shit. It's a guilty pleasure, but whatever. I still watch it. Don't. I've watched an episode of The Real World once. Yeah. Yeah. I and forgot then... which one it was. It was one where there was a some type of tropical climate, so it must have been Florida or some shit. Uh, you mean Virgin There's Islands? There's a Hawaii uh, Real World, wasn't there? They did the there was ho- one where they were they were they had to work at a smoothie shop or some shit. I think that was Hawaii. Yeah, like in two yeah. thousand. 
Maybe. Oh, is it 2000s? That was 2000, bro. Oh my God, you're really on brand today, Ellie. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that was Hawaii. There was a guy named Tech on there. I don't Don't ask me yeah. the names, Diz. I just know they worked at a smoothie shop. Yeah. Black dude, well, blonde hair. Ended no up being clue. on Van Wilder. No clue. Yeah. Ellie, listen, uh, there's also, uh, along with COVID-19, there's this thing where when it turns 2000, all the clocks... Go to zero and zero, and it's like it's called Y two K, and it's gonna, <laughs> it's literally gonna destroy the world. So you got to be careful with that one, okay? Um, Those were the good old days, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the thing we had to worry about, right? It's like Y two K. Maybe what if Y two K was real and everything that's like since then it's a simulation that was a consequence of Y two K? We're all in a simulation, the Matrix. Was, like remember that was the real crisis. We're all worried about like we did the clocks weren't gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> here we are 20 years later two massive global recessions war on terror 9-11 COVID-19 two massive invasions wow what if Y2K election. was like the Harambe I'm telling it was you, like the actual like the kickoff to, to the shit show that That's, is that was that is maybe new, you know? the plague of lotuses we're just waiting for next not Locus. lotuses lotuses are flowers locusts locusts yeah. Locus. Locus. a lotus is just yeah. the, I mean a plague of lotuses is phenomenal I know so we'd love that right now That's a botanical garden Diz <laughs> Lotus Oops. is a flower dude I meant locus leave me alone Not locus 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 Look, whatever, man. They're, why are these words too similar? Anyways. <laughs> Plague of lotuses, man. Whatever. That's going to be our subtitle for this yeah. fucking episode. <laughs> Anyways. So, MTV Real got... World MTV... Yes. Something so, there's, there's a show called The Challenge. Challenge has been around for... This is season 36, right? Yeah. It's called Total Madness. Um, so, the, the season is airing now. One of the, the challengers, her name is Dee Nguyen. She's uh, an Australian whose family's from Vietnam, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's on the show. She's been on the show for the past three seasons. She won last year. She's one of the favorites to win this year. Um, so she she's actually been one of like the, the crowd, like the fan favorites. People really like her. Um, she got called out on Twitter because she, she posted something. Like she posted one of the Black Squares for Blackout Tuesday. And then someone like mentioned something to her like you know like you really haven't said anything about black lives matter and you know you really just posted the the square and she said well black lives matter has mattered to me ever since i lost my virginity yes terrible joke right drunk she was high yeah she so she was high I'll, i'll go on to tell you why i know she was high um but then someone's like what the hell's wrong with you like why would you say that like somebody died and you're making a joke out of it she's like dude come on people die every day right so she doubled down on that and then she got called out by a black castmate right so a castmate of hers was like d this is incredibly inappropriate it's insensitive like this is not like you don't use black lives matter for clout and trying to like portray yourself as like this villain because you want more screen time next season like that's not okay you know and she's like dude like relax like like i just made a joke because you know like i came home and i i got high and i made a joke because i was out all day working and fixing your city because so because of covid19 D's stuck in Kansas City. She was doing something in Kansas City, like some promotional thing, and you're not allowed to travel. So she got stuck in Kansas City. And like now they made a fucking reality TV show about 
all the people stuck in Kansas City, the reality TV stars called Friends Would Benefit or something that they got a contract for. But besides point, so she was like talking shit about how like I'm doing more for your city than you are and blah, 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 blah. And just basically like doubled down talking shit to this black girl, like her black, this, this, her black um, co-star, right? And they fired you know, her for it, didn't they? They fired her for it. Yeah. MTV cut ties, right? When was this? This was literally over the weekend. Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, they're just, they're dropping people like fly. this isn't the moment, y'all. Don't yeah. Don't act up. And then so here's the thing, right? So then <laughs> you want to talk about some poetic justice. One of her other castmates, a guy named Corey, right? It was like, haha, good, you deserve to be canceled. And then it had just happened to be that his baby mama, who had a show that they were supposed to be doing about you know them having like a baby together, this white chick named. Uh, Taylor Selfridge, she posted a whole bunch of racist ass tweets to his ex girlfriend, and then they canceled her show at the same time. Well, they're like, okay, well, let's. Jason, look I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be 100 honest with you. I didn't follow a word of what you said. Well, okay. This Corey so got fired. Corey made fun of the girl that got fired. No, no, don't tell me the names. Don't tell me the names. Okay. Like Guy made fun of girl bunch gets of fired. Got fired is what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, for the I'm racist. Weird tweets. flashbacks of high school right now. Yeah. Like, it's like just the way that you're talking about it is like, it almost feels like, you know, we're sitting like around a lunch yeah, table. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having, I'm having, I got the tea, bro. I got the I'm challenge like, tea, bro. She's like sitting here. I cannot follow this. But so anyways, the point is MTV is going around and they're firing people that have made like racist statements in the past because this isn't the moment is what I'm trying to say is like, like read the room assholes. Everyone's, everyone's like, it's a global uprising. Yeah. Companies don't want, they don't want to get their asses thrown out. So they're willing to throw your yeah. ass out. And then, mm. so Bravo did the same thing, right? Bravo fired like four people from Vanderpump Rules for. Uh, that reality TV show, I know. Yeah. One of my friends watches Vanderpump Rules like a fucking so, religiously. I've never, I've only seen one episode. I've I know never, there's a guy named Jax on there. Oh, they're, they're asking for him to be canceled too. I'll tell you about that one later. Yeah. But um, I'll tell you about that one off air. But um, anyways. Two of the girls from that show got fired because they they uh, called the police on a black co-star and like made a false accusation, like a false crime crime report Jesus against her. Christ. Yeah, yeah. It, they did it like a few years ago, but they're finally being called out for it now, right? And here's the thing that's that that pisses me off about MTV and Bravo. All right, yeah. Bravo knew that these girls did it. It was part of like the fucking show. They were probably they promoted as dramatic and right? made all sorts of clips about it, and they made it a central piece of the story arc, right? and they probably profited like no other. Exactly, MTV has had people on the real world make racist remarks, make homophobic remarks, make they they had a few cast members that were accused of rape during the filming of one of their shows. Oh my god! Right. Like they've had all this shit go on and it's like, okay, we're going to fire D and we're going to fire Taylor because they said this, but well, here's, that's the thing though. It's like, because they can cut their losses in that regard. It's mm-hmm. easy to fire someone who says racist things. On the other hand, cha- tackling a corporate culture of racism is something entirely different, right? It's like these companies have benefited from racism. 100%, dude. They, they've benefited from racism. They've benefited from homophobia. They've benefited from making caricatures of people. Like, let's not forget, MTV owns VH1, right? They're all owned yeah. by Viacom. Viacom made Flavor of Love. 
They had yeah. four seasons of that shit, right? Yeah. And it was all just caricatures of black women. They literally cast women that they who said that yeah, I'll play this character, you know, yeah. on this show. Like they did that. They fucking Flavor Flav became a fucking minstrel character on VH1. And he openly admitted to it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do this shit because I'm, they're going to pay me for it. Yeah. You know, like it's it's insane how they've profited off of that shit for years. Yeah. Right. And now they're like, uh, well, let's fire this person and fire that person. Well, I mean, th- I, this goes back to MTV's original history. right? When MTV first came out, they didn't play any black artists. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it was very difficult to get black artists onto MTV. Yeah. There's a very famous, right on Twitter right now, there's a very famous video going around of David Bowie, Bowie actually calling them out on this. Oh, I remember that. I've seen that. Yeah, he's like, I, I watch you guys. There's no black artists on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and was, that was MTV News. It was MTV News. And the guy, and he's like, oh, David Bowie's very openly calling, like, there's no black artists. There's like, you, I see this other channel that's just, there's a black channel where there's black artists, and but none of them make it onto MTV. And the guy's like, oh, he's hemming and hawing, and he's like, oh, well, I've... You know, I don't know. Well, you know, it's this, but, but you know, we got to also make sure that when we play for something for LA and we play something for New York, but we're also playing it for the Midwest. You know, and if black faces scare them, he openly says that. Right. Openly says that, and that just reminds you that the MTV, uh, you know, you know, you they can play this game of like, oh, we're going to be racially conscious, but their history is racist, mm-hmm. and they started off by excluding black people. But then when they did include black people, it was to exploit and benefit from black culture, from caricatures of black people. So this is this is the issue that we're living. Is like as much as I'm enjoying the revenge of Papa John is here. <laughs> with like is, is this the subtitle? The Revenge of Papa John's yeah, of Papa Plague John's of the Lotus. So he's 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 the Moses of 2020, right? <laughs> Didn't have a staff. He came with a pizza. He came with a breadstick. It was and no. It was that. It's that damn pizza roll. He said the ten know? plagues. You know, and you know CEOs are going down on the left. You know, reality TV stars are going down on the right. Just everyone's going down. But in the process of this, this the the plague of of lotuses <laughs> is a. Uh, the fact that these corporations who are putting out these statements aren't making any fucking fundamental structural changes. That these are companies that have benefited from some way, shape, or form from the exploitations of black people and black culture who have black employees that they pay less, right? Mm-hmm. Who uh, Or people of color that they pay less who do unpaid labor for Sorry. them. And, uh, but who are going to go and put out that statement. You know, black lives matter to us. Yeah. So as much as I'm like, great, fire the D's of the world and the Vanderpumps of the world or the whatever you said, uh, or the Nickelbacks. I, what was it, Taylor? Tyler? Taylor's someone? suffrage. Taylor's. Selfridge. As, 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 as you, you can fire as many of those as you want, but that's not changing anything. No. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, good. They should be fired. Don't get me wrong. I have no sympathy for them. Zero mm-hmm. sympathy. I, could, I can't even remember their names. Mm-hmm. But. We are in this moment where corporations are very eager to seem like they're on the right side, and they're not. Every single one of them are our enemy. Every single one of them. Yeah. I don't fucking give a two rats ass if fucking Chase Bank. I should, if to keep with the early two thousands theme, should call it Washington Mutual. <laughs> that was Wells Fargo, bro. <laughs> no, Washington Mutual was Chase. No, Wamu is Wells Fargo. No, 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 I had Washington Mutual. It became Chase. Don't, don't correct me on this. I know what I'm talking about. 
Chase right. bought out Washington Mutual. I know. I still have the fucking checkbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only checkbook I've ever owned. I refuse to get a Chase checkbook. Oh man! <laughs> I keep my Wamu checkbook. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, you could pat yourself on the back as much as you want. Washington Mutual slash Chase or whatever you want to call it, right? It's at the end of the day, these these companies are still exploiting and fucking people over. It's true. I mean, think about it like this, man. Like, this is not, and I think this is important for a lot of people to realize too, right? Black Lives Matter didn't start existing a week ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. These things didn't start exist. And I, I noticed this, too. I thought about it the other day also. Right. Because when we were growing up, I loved watching Family Matters. A lot of, I watched a lot of black sitcoms, you know, yeah. and every single black sitcom had an issue, you know, had a, had a, always had a an episode that had dealt with systematic racism. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. dealt, you know, with things like that. Ab- about false imprisonment. Yeah. False imprisonment. Things like that. Being pulled over while being, black, you know, all oh, these yeah. things. Fresh Prince. Yep. Yeah. Right. Every single one of these shows had it. It's in the music. It's in everything, right? Yeah. They've been talking about this since the beginning of black media, yeah. right? And we haven't listened as a, as a society and as a culture, right? Yeah. Black Lives Matter happened years ago, right? And they still didn't listen to it, yeah. right? It took this much of a pushback for any corporation, really, yeah. to start deciding that, oh, oh my God, the tide is turning against us, but we've yeah. made all this money, so we have to move with where yeah. the market goes. Exactly. Yeah. If we want to keep this money, we need to stay ahead of the tide. Yeah. yeah. And that is, if if ever there was a better, best description of hegemony, that's what it is. It's dynamic. Being able to, to... People think of power as in coercive terms, right? The powerful dominating us. The powerful don't dominate us. They just stay ahead of the curve. They make it seem like they've been on our side the entire time. Yeah. Right? It's it's Pence going and laying a wreath down in Martin Luther King Jr.'s grave when Pence's daddy killed him. Yeah. Like, let's be real. The same people invoking Martin Luther King Jr. were the ones who were calling for his death when he was alive. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't tell you the type of fucked up, twisted way in which the elites and the powerful remain in charge. I don't know what to tell you. So the lesson of this, the moral of this story is Y2K started this entire thing. Mm -hmm. We are now in the disaster that we're in because uh, the Antichrist known as Papa John's. Schneider. uh, What was his name? Ryan Schneider? John Schneider. John John Schneider. 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 What is it? Yeah, John Schnatter. John Schnatter. John Schnatter unleashed the ten plagues of the of the lotus flowers. Yeah. The, the, yeah. <laughs> yes. Started and with the pepperoni, the pepperoni raining yeah, from the... the, the pepper, we're going to call it the pepperoni uprising. <laughs> the pepperoni uprising. And now we are in the state that we're in, and CEOs and reality TV stars are getting fired and shot into the sun left and right. Yes. You know what? I'm here for it. And kids are losing scholarships. I love seeing those too. 2020. Yeah, I love it. I love it when people get the, the TikTokers that get caught. <laughs> and they lose. Know, that's like, and everyone's like, oh my God, you, they ruined your life. They ruined that person's future. And I'm like, oh, I love this song. <laughs> this is my, my favorite. Fa- this is my favorite soundtrack. <laughs> Go keep doing it. I love it. Right? 
<laughs> so you know, don't be racist. You won't be unemployed. That's all yeah. we gotta say. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. Don't mm-hmm. be racist. You won't be unemployed. Yes. And on that note, Diz, why don't you take yes. us? Yes. Thank you for listening to Currently Marxist. If you enjoyed this episode <laughs> of Currently Marxist, you can find this on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/currentlynerdy. We're on Twitter at Currently Nerdy, Instagram at Currently Nerdy, Tumblr Currently Nerdy. Tumblr.com, YouTube at uh, YouTube.com/slash/currentlynerdy. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. Go on there, give us a five-star rating and a review. Um, Write something nice about us, please. Make sure your friends listen to us. Turn your friends into Marxists like us. Or like Ali. Ali's like pleased that in his his home city of London, they didn't deface the statue of Karl Marx, but they just defaced every other statue. Um, If you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can I get a hold of you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTRAN214. That's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214. And my website, thesouchslayer.com. Ali? You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I. Just released a thread on uh, the uh, zodiac sign Leo in Islamic history, so go check that out. On our sister podcast, Head on History, or on my website, alialomi.com. Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbullah, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H, and also on the Currently Nerdy Sports Podcast, Currently Nerdy Sports Season 2 will come back soon once football season starts. It's uh, soundcloud.com slash currently nerdy. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. We are not a corporation.